Welcome to our Sunday Sermon Podcast with City Harvest AG Church. Wherever you are in life, we believe that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Here at City Harvest, we believe in the undiluted Word of God and the teachings here will enhance your understanding of the Scripture and will help you grow and mature as a Christian. So we hope and pray that you will be blessed by this sermon. Today's sermon is brought to us by Pastor Shine Thomas. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Hosea. Hosea comes right after Daniel and uh, Hosea chapter 14. How many of you are, have ever rebooted your system? Yes, we have all done that. There was a time when I used to work in a secular job and uh, my job involved a lot of research, a lot of looking at various terms and things like that. Some 11 to 12 hours, sometimes 10 hours, when we used to work in corporate, we used to work, myself and Glory. And uh, many times, because of this long research and many things, a lot of windows will be open in our system. We start work very early, and sometime by the middle of the day, the window system starts getting slower, and after some time, it don't respond. Then we try the control, alt, delete, and to see whether we can take some programs and see whether the computer is working. And when nothing works, there is a start button. And that start button can be pressed for a long time so that the computer reboots and restarts fresh on the screen. Well, this morning I want to bring to you a message entitled, Reboot or Start All Over Again. All through the scripture, God has given us opportunities to reboot, to start life with God all over again. The wonderful beginning that God gives us in our spiritual life is the fresh start of salvation. And thank God that most of us listening online and in-house, at various points in our lives, we have had a fresh start with our Lord Jesus Christ. If anybody has not had this fresh start, I would urge you to recognize Jesus as the Lord of our life who came into this world in flesh, died and he rose again. And when you put your faith in Jesus, by faith you become a child of God and that's the gift of salvation. You have been redeemed from your sins. And that is the fresh start that God gives to every one of his children when we call upon the name of God. But following salvation in the Christian life It seems at various challenges and situations of our life, we time and again, we need fresh beginnings, a reboot where God is willing to give us a fresh start. Kathleen Wheeler, uh, the date of this poem is unknown. Uh, She's an elementary uh, school teacher who wrote a poem like this to a student who came with a soiled paper and requested her for a fresh paper. He came to my desk with a curing lip. The lesson was done. Have you a new sheet for me, dear teacher? I've spoiled this one. I took his sheet and soiled and bloated and gave him a new one all unspotted. And into his tired heart I cried, do better now, my child. And the teacher, the rest of the poem is the teacher going to her home and reflecting her life in the presence of God. 
And the rest of the poem goes like this. I came to the throne with a trembling heart. The day was done. Have you a new day for me, dear master? I've spoiled this one. He took my day all soiled and blotted and gave me a new one all unspotted. And into my tired heart he cried, do better now, my child. Have you ever come to the Lord at the end of the day? Or have you ever come to the Lord at the end of a season and said, Lord, I have messed up my life. I did not make good use of the day that you have given to me. I did not make good use of the opportunities that you have given to me. I am really in a mess. I need a fresh start all over again. And that's what the God of Israel was committed to do to his people. When we look at the history of Israel, we find that Israel finds its origin in Genesis chapter 12 by God selecting Abraham and promising with a covenant. And the covenant that God gave Abraham was an irrevocable covenant. God was the party on either side of the covenant. So God could not come back on the covenant at any time. And we find that the covenant was based on the promise that if they remain faithful to God, God reiterated the covenant in Mount Sinai. And God said, you need to be faithful to me so that I can bless you with all the covenantal blessings I've given to your forefather Abraham. But we know that the children of Israel failed miserably after they entered the promised land. When prosperity came across into their lives, they failed miserably to keep the covenant and the promises they have made to God right from their forefather. They went away from God and God in his divine mercy time and again comes to the children of Israel and he gives them second chances and third chances and fourth chances to reboot, to restart the life with God all over again. And we know the history of Israel, the two exiles, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, both being defeated by foreign powers of Assyria and Babylon and how they come and plundered them in God's justice and they have been defeated by the enemies. And during this exilic time and pre-exilic times, the God had raised the prophets in the land of Israel and Judah to warn the people of God that God is willing to give you a second chance but you need to repent and turn to me. If you do not repent and turn to me, the covenantal judgment will come upon you. But even through the pages of that Old Testament uh, warnings of God through the prophets, we can find the grace of God and compassion because God is holy. And even though God is holy and he treats unholy people with God's justice, God always does that with the graciousness of God and the compassion of God and the comfort of God. And we find three kinds of prophets in the Old Testament. We can find the pre-exilic prophets. The prophets who were prophesying before the kingdoms went into exile. Warning them of the consequences if they continue in that direction in their life. They are called as the pre-exilic prophets. And then the second and the Hosea that we are going to study today. Is coming under the category of the pre-exilic prophets. 
prophesying to Israel about the consequences what they will have to face if they continue in their sinful ways. And then there are exilic prophets. When the people were in exile in a foreign land, God rose up prophets to speak about God's comfort, God's mercy, that God is going to bring them back to their promised land and God is going to fulfill their the promises. These prophets are called as the exilic prophets. And then the post-exilic prophets. After the people come back to the promised land after the exile and they settle down, again they started turning away from the ways of God and God rose up post-exilic prophets. And today we are going to look at one of the pre-exilic prophets, uh, a prophet called Hosea and just a book of 14 chapters and we will run through this book uh, this morning and I would love you to take time this week and go and read this simple book of 14 chapters maybe in one one and a half hours you can read it one hour you can finish reading that and uh, let us see what God has to speak to the children of Israel regarding restarting in their lives come with me to the book of Hosea chapter 14 we will look at chapter 14 and we will have a flashback towards the book and see what God is going to say. In a sense, chapter 14 is a summary without much details of what the book has to offer to us. And it is a beautiful, if you see, the entire book is a prophetic word, but it is given in poetry. So there is a way to interpret this poetry to understand what God is speaking to the children of Israel. In Hosea chapter 14, let's see what the Lord says. Return Israel to the Lord your God. Your sins have been your downfall. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all our sins and receive us graciously. That we may offer the fruit of our lips. Assyria cannot save us. We will not mount war horses. We will never again say our gods to what our own hands have made. For you knew the fatherless fine compassion. See what God says in verse 4. I will heal their waywardness and love them freely. For my anger has turned away from them. I will be like the dew to Israel. He will blossom like a lily. Like a cedar of Lebanon, he will send down his roots. His young shoots will grow. His splendor will be like an olive tree. His fragrance like a cedar of Lebanon. People will dwell again in his shade. They will flourish like the grain. They will blossom like the wine. Israel's fame will be like the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim, what more have I to do with idols? I will answer him and care for him. I am like a flourishing juniper. Your fruitfulness comes from me. Look at verse 9. The verse 9 is the addition of the editor who took the prophecies of uh, Hosea and he compiled it together and he's giving the final words of advice over here in verse 9. Who is wise? Let them realize these things. Who is discerning? Let them understand. The ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but the rebellious stumble in them. The closing words of this book looks like it is right out of Proverbs. In Proverbs chapter 13 verse 15, the proverb says, the way of the unfaithful leads to their destruction. So Israel is heading towards destruction and this is not what God had chosen for them. God had chosen them the promised land and a prosperous and a powerful nation where people dwell in the grace of God and they become a lighthouse for the nations around them. But sin, 
Apostasy, turning away from God to idols like Baals and foreign nations have been the downfall. And now God is calling them back to repent. So we're going to take a brief look at this entire book and see how God is talking to this group of people that who are lost the presence of God and God is calling them back to give them a fresh start in their lives. And maybe this is a reminder for us today. Maybe we are dry and we are trying a lot of things and we are not finding prosperity. We are not finding the joy in our lives. And this is a wake-up call maybe for some of us to come back to the Lord and see how God can give us a fresh start back all over again by His grace. What we see in the starting of this chapter 14 and this verse 1 is a personal invitation from God. The first slide says it is a personal invitation from God to return back to the father's household. In look at chapter 14 and this verse 1. Return Israel to the Lord your God. Your sins have been your downfall. Israel has rejected God. Even though the people of God has abandoned God, we find the graciousness of God over here that God has never rejected his people. God is always going behind his people and that's what God does even today. Many times even when we reject God, his grace and compassion comes back calling to us with a personal invitation asking us to return to the Father's house, return to the love of God, return back to our first love. What had really happened to the children of Israel? Quickly, we will go back to the pages of Hosea and see what was the downfall. And maybe we can find some reflection of our own life in some of the downfalls that the children of Israel had. Come with me to Hosea chapter 4 and it's verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord, you Israelites, because the Lord has a charge to bring. And what is the charge that God is bringing against Israel? Against you who live in the land. There is no faithfulness, no love, no acknowledgement of God in the land. They have forgotten to be faithful to God. God has blessed them in the promised land. God has given them jobs. Their wines are multiplying. Their produce is multiplying. God has given them wealth and prosperity. In their wealth and prosperity, they turn their back towards God and they are not faithful towards God. And not only that, the scripture says that they have no love for God. It is like in the revelation, Jesus speaking to one of the churches that you have lost your first love. When you have come to my presence and I have filled you with jobs and I've filled you with gadgets and I've filled you with family and I've given you everything that you need, you have forgotten me, walked away from me and you have not been faithful to me and you do not love me, says the Lord. And John is telling in chapter 14, return back to me. Come with me to Hosea chapter 4 and it's verse 10. It says that they will eat but not have enough. They will engage in prostitution but not increase. God is talking about and picturizing Israel going away from God to foreign gods of an unfaithful wife and calling it as prostitution. The people of Israel found their satisfaction in things other than godly things. And they are thinking that their parties and their birthday celebrations and their vacations and uh, all that they do for their own joy will bring them satisfaction. I'm not talking against all those things. All those things are needed. 
But if it comes at the cost of giving God the number one priority, God says it is all a futile effort from your side. They will eat but not have enough. Such people are living not a life to glorify God, but they are living a life for self-satisfaction, a self-gratification lifestyle. What will I get? How can I make my comfort more better? But they forgot that God has a purpose in giving them, first of all, the blessings that they enjoy. And they're trying after this worldly ways of satisfying themselves, but they're not truly finding satisfaction. Come down with me to Hosea chapter 4 and is verse 17. Ephraim is joined to idols. It's another way to talk about Israel. It's called Ephraim. Ephraim is joined to idols. Let him alone. Instead of being holy and devoted to me, a lot of stuff has come into my people's lives. They have gone and worshipping idols. Not the so-called idols that we see as pictures. But we have many idols in our lives. Our job can become our idol. Our obsession with our health and wealth can become our idol. And God says clearly to them, Israel has joined, Ephraim has joined idols. And I don't go with idol worshipping people. Let them alone. They have lost the presence of God. Going after the so-called worldly idols of the 21st century. Israel had gone after Baals. And Baals were the foreign gods. They have rejected the giver of life. The one who created them in the mother's womb. And I find satisfaction by offering sacrifices to Baals. And today what are those Baals that are catching us captive away from worshipping the one true God? Is it our gadgets? Is it our bad friendships? What are the things that we are going after? The idols in the 21st century. Hosea chapter 5 and is verse 13. When Ephraim saw his sickness and Judah his souls, what happens when we go after our own pleasure, our own way of living, putting our backs to God? We have sickness and we have souls all around us, spiritually speaking. Then Ephraim turned to Assyria. Look at that. Instead of turning to God for their strength, God who brought them through the Red Sea, divided River Jordan, broke down the walls of Jericho and gave them the promised land. Now instead of trusting God, they are going after the Assyrians who will come and defeat them. If you really see this book in its entirety, they went to two nations around them. Because their military power was less compared to Assyria on the east and Egypt on the west. So what did they do? They surrendered to the kings, their allegiance to Egypt and Assyria. And they took their foreign gods and they started worshipping the foreign gods to please these people. Why? And in the first place, they forgot that it was God who brought them to the promised land. When you go through a challenge in your life and when you feel that you are weak to handle that situation in your life, in your job crisis, in your finances, you must first of all understand that it is God who has 
brought you to that situation don't look for the assyrians or the egyptians for help look to god our help comes from the maker of heaven and earth where do you look for help that has caused the downfall of israel hosea chapter 6 and his verse 4 what can i do with you ephraim what can i do with you judah also addressing the southern kingdom over here your love is like a morning mist like the early dew that disappears talking about less love for god have you seen the morning mist if you wake up a little late the mist is gone likewise israel has temporary love for god when they come to worship in the altar when they come on a sunday morning service and assemble in the temple they have love for god they sing i love you lord with all my heart but it is like a morning dew that they may walk out of the hall the auditorium it is gone and they're living in their own ways from monday to saturday it is temporary repentance they have repentance when they hear the word of god but it is not a good soil like matthew says and the devil comes and takes it away they have temporary repentance Hosea chapter 6 and it was 6 For I desire mercy not sacrifice I am more interested in your life than what you do externally to please me Dear friends how can we stand in front of this God who is looking right into our lives will he find mercy it's a character of God these people have become very legalistic they are judging everybody no mercy god desires mercy i desire mercy but they become very critical for i desire mercy not sacrifice an acknowledged meant of god rather than burnt offerings we need not the approval of people we need the approval of god about our christian lives come down to hosea chapter 7 and its verse 8 ephraim mixes with the nations ephraim is a flat cake not turned over when we go to the gentiles we assimilate with them we become one like them it's a history of israel putting it to the 21st century context Israel mixes with the nations children of God we are a holy nation and there should be clear life and lines that we draw in our life when we go outside into the world we cannot mix with the nations we cannot mix with the ungodly yes we are the light over there we go with them we party with them no problem but we cannot be one with them there is always a distinction of a child of God and what did israel do when they went to their office parties they become one like the office people they don't mind and slowly that lifestyle started coming sunday morning if i put my attendance that is enough but other days i want to just mix my living and my world because there is so much the world has to offer me isn't it i feel i will lose out if i'm not doing that Israel mixes with the nations 
and what happens when we mix our christian life with the worldly lifestyle what happens in verse 8 if frame is a flat cake not turned over sisters when you put your dosas on the tawa or on the pan leave it there for 15 minutes what happens you don't turn it over is it good for consumption absolutely not it becomes hard and crusted no moisture is only useful to be thrown out and israel when the people of god mix with the gentiles and become one like the gentiles this is what happens to us our heart becomes calloused not sensitive to the things of god and god is calling them personal invitation return to the father's house come to hosea chapter 7 and verse 14 they do not cry to me from their hearts that means they are crying every night there is a prayer lord thank you for this day forgive me from my sins but this is just a verbal mouthing it's not coming from the heart it is just a lip job not coming from the bottom of the heart they do not cry to me from their hearts but wait upon their beds it is not godly sorrow when they lie in their beds and reflect about their day when god reminds them the wrongs they have done they do a lip service israel but it is not a deep rooted sorrow what paul says in second corinthians 7:10 godly sorrow leads to repentance but this is not godly sorrow this is emotional sorrow on that moment oh you feel when you pray that you have done something wrong but it is just a lip service it's not gone deep within the heart of this rightage hosea chapter 8 come to chapter 8 and this was 14 israel has forgotten his maker and built palaces is this familiar to you we forget god and go on all this worldly achievement spree and we lose it all and this is very familiar to what the prophet isaiah says in chapter 1 that ox knows its master the donkey its manger but israel does not know god its maker if you have a dog when you come back from your office or when you come back from your day's work the dog will just come running to you and hug you and so excited the dog is the dog will not say <clears throat> to you when you are the dog owner but israel is worse than a dog no thankfulness Israel has forgotten his maker. Hosea chapter 10 verse 1 and 2. Israel was a spreading wine. Look back Israel, you were a spreading wine. You are so prosperous with me. You are flourishing with me. But he brought fruit for himself. As his fruit increased, this is our downfall. As his fruit increased, as prosperity increased, he built more altars as his land prospered he adorned the sacred stones 
their heart is deceitful verse 2 says and now they must bear the guilt the lord will demolish their altars and destroy their sacred stones come quickly to hosea chapter 11 and his verse 1 and 2 when israel was a child i loved him and out of egypt i called my son this is mentioned about jesus also in matthew isn't it talking about the wilderness journey how they were in bondage chapter 11 is a chapter of hope over here in this passage god is evoking the memories of jacob how he cheated his own father and ran away from the father's house and likewise god is picturizing israel cheating your father who formed you and running away from your father's house and he's also evoking about the deliverance the passover and the deliverance from egypt and how god formed israel and they have forgotten when israel was a child i loved him and out of egypt i called my son but the more i called israel the further they went with from me dear friend is it not the heart of many of us i can identify myself very much with the state of what israel is many times in my life and what is god offering us when we run away from god we become useless we think that satisfaction is found in the things of the world but the true satisfaction is found only in the presence of god so god is coming to chapter 14 and is telling come is a personal invitation with this in spite of all this god is calling israel come i'm giving you a personal invitation for revitalization in your life come with me to the opening chapters of this book it's an amazing story chapter 1 2 and 3 is a parable story about the life of hosea and we can find that this prophecy of hosea is spanning over around 25 years in his life but it has come to us in a form of a short book and hosea is ministering at a time where israel is having its worst king the wickedest king the jeroboam the second you see in the first verse of chapter 1 you can find that and there's one of the most wicked king that is reigned ever in the land of israel and hosea is prophesying during his time and the god of israel is taking the life of hosea and his wife the relationship they have and he's teaching the people of israel a parabolic story how israel has deserted the one true god who formed him come with me to hosea chapter 1 and is verse 2 onwards when the lord began to speak through hosea the lord said to him go marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her for like an adulterous wife this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the lord so he married gomer daughter of diblaim and she conceived and bore him a son god tells hosea to go and take a harlot or a prostitute or a woman of not good reputation as his wife and in turn god is telling that like this woman who is harloting who is prostituting and not faithful to her marriage covenant husband hosea likewise israel has become i am the husband of israel god says but they have prostituted after going after balls going after their own satisfaction in the life and now through their children god is teaching israel a lesson come with me to uh, chapter 1 and is verse 
4 then the lord said to hosea call him jezreel that is the first son and what is the meaning of the name jezreel jezreel means the lord soweth the lord scatters this is agricultural people and god is speaking to them in agricultural language just like a farmer sows a seed just because you have been unfaithful to me israel god is telling them that i am going to scatter you like a farmer sows the seed Look at the hand and justice of God. God is a holy God and he has to bring justice of judgment upon sin. And God is telling the children of Israel, since you have prostituted away from me and went after foreign gods and kings, time is coming that I bring the covenant curse and the covenant judgment upon you. And I'm going to scatter you around the world. And we know the story of Israel. Jezreel scattered people. And come down with me to chapter 1 and his verse 4. Then the Lord said to Hosea, Call him Jezreel, because I will soon punish the house of Jehu for the massacre at Jezreel. Come down to chapter 1 and his verse 6. It says, Gomer conceived again and she gave birth to a daughter. Look at that word once again. The first time Gomer conceived from Hosea. The second time, the writer never says who is the husband. We can just read between the lines. We cannot be sure. But for the second and the third child, we can get to an understanding that Gomer has been unfaithful to her husband and she has gone in her prostitution ways against every lovers that she got and she has come back conceiving a child. And look at what the Bible calls her. In chapter 1 verse 6. The Lord said to Hosea, Call her Lo-Ruhama. What is the meaning of the word Lo-Ruhama? Not loved. I'm not going to love Israel. Because they have deserted me. The fruit they have is not from me. It is out of my covenant that they are having fruit in their life. Lo-Ruhama. Not loved. No mercy. These people don't deserve any more mercy in their lives. Come down to Hosea chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. After she weaned Lo-Ruhama, Gomer had another son. Then the Lord said, call him Lo-Ami, which means not my people. Look at the term God is calling Israel because of their apostasy, because of the running away from God. Scattering, I'm going to scatter you. You are not my people. I'm not going to love you. Much against the covenant that God made with Abraham and God made with Moses and his people at Mount Sinai. They push God to make the statements. But even when the Israel is in sin and Israel pushes God to make the strong statements of disfavor in the presence of God. Look at how this chapter ends. Beautiful show of God's compassion. God's mercy and grace upon the people of Israel. Come to chapter 1 and it's verse 10. Yet the Israelites will be like the sand on the seashore. I'm going to bless them. Because my covenant with them is an irrevocable covenant. You have messed up your life but I'm going to bless you. Yes, I'm going to punish you. You are going to go to exile. But I'm going to bring you back in my mercy. 
Yet Israelites will be the, like the sand on the seashore, which cannot be measured or counted. In the place which was said to them, you are not my people, they will be called sons of the living God. Look at the justice of God. His holiness and his judgment is always attached to his compassion and his grace. You have done things, Israel, that will make me call you that you are not my people. Yet in my compassion, I'm going to call you. You are the sons and the daughters of God. And uh, in chapter 1 verse 11 talks about God restoring Israel and Judah and bringing them a king in the Davidic line in the future, in the coming days. And Jesus is a fulfillment of that. And the coming of Jesus Christ is a fulfillment of that. Come to chapter 2 and this verse 1. Say of your brothers, my people, and of your sisters, my loved one. Okay? So what is God telling Israel? In chapter 1, God told, I'm going to scatter you. I'm not going to love you. You are not my people. But God reverses everything from his compassion. And he says, I'm going to call you my people. I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to love you. Where there was no mercy, I'm going to love you. Where you are not my people, you are going to be my people. Where you are not to be loved, I'm going to love you. God is giving this personal invitation. Come back with me to chapter 14. Return, O Israel, chapter 14, verse 1. To the Lord your God, your sins have been your downfall. Are you with me, church? Can I go through this chapter? The time is 11 o'clock. Can I go through this? Yes. We will just finish this quickly in another 10 to 15 minutes. I hope I had more time to stand on this. But let us go. The personal invitation. I'm just in the point number one. Number two is prayerful invocation. I think I will stop with this and God willing, we will continue this message next week. Prayerful invocation. Come to chapter 14 and this verse two. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all our sins and receive us graciously that we may offer the fruit of our lips. What is the prophet doing over here? The prophet is giving words as if it were to the mouths of the people of Israel. Because they are not even praying the prayer of repentance anymore. So that's how it starts. Take words with you. They have come to such a pathetic situation that all Israel is praying for is prosperity. All Israel is praying for is their own gain. They are not praying for repentance. So take these words and pray these words to God. That forgive all our sins. Verse 2. Receive us graciously Lord. That we may offer the fruit of our lips. It is a prayerful invocation. That God answers when we pray. And when we invoke and when we go to the presence of God. If you really want a reboot or a restart, we need to accept this personal invitation from God. Come to him with a prayerful invocation. And if you do not have prayer with you, you can take this prayer as your own and pray to God in repentance. And what I want to conclude with the last words, Chapter 14 verse 9. Who is wise? He will realize these things. Who is discerning? 
he will understand them if you are wise you will realize this if you are discerning you will understand that this is god who is calling you the ways of the lord are right and the righteous walk in them he is a merciful god when he tells us to repent of certain sins these are the right ways for us and the righteous people will repent and walk on them but you know what happens but the rebellious the rebellious people also hear the word of god they don't receive this personal invitation and they rebellious stumble in them let this word of god be a light for our path so that we being the righteous of god will hear the command of this personal invitation and prayerful invocation to repent from our sins and walk in the ways of god so that we will not stumble like a wicked person my dear child of god god has spoken to us very clearly i need to introspect my own life as i speak to you have you and i become a dry hard cake going to the world for our resources becoming sinful like israel an unfaithful wife god's justice says you are not my people i don't love you no more mercy for you i am going to scatter you but when we receive this prayerful invocation and this personal invitation god says you are my people i love you and i am going to make something beautiful out of you introspect your own life as i introspect my own life what are the things that is standing between you and god what is that friendship what are the things that you watch what are the things that you and i do that is calling for the wrath of god what are the wrong relationships you know it is wrong but you are in a living relationship you are having an unforgiving heart lot of ego will you come back to me i wish i could revitalize you you are becoming a dry shoot instead of being a prosperous tree tell god i don't want to be a temporary lip service repentant in my bed i will weep and cry i will turn from my wicked ways forgive me lord forgive me lord